Romans chapter number 10. And I'm not going to say anything you've not already heard if you've been in church, but let me say this. Don't let the familiarity of what we know keep us from getting what we need. Amen. You say, Brother Gravely, I'm saved, but you probably you know, you still need to hear the gospel. Isn't that right? It's just good news. If you are saved, it'll help you. And I don't have an outline. Uh, I may get one as I'm preaching here, but uh, I want to just give the gospel tonight, and I want to preach on this subject on a clear presentation of the gospel. Amen. A clear presentation of the gospel. If you're here lost tonight, that's my burden, is that God would give you a clear presentation of the gospel tonight. If you're able to stand Romans chapter 10 and verse number 9. The Bible said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Look at verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray tonight. Lord, I pray as the Apostle Paul prayed in this chapter that my heart's desire and prayer to God is that some sinner might be saved tonight. I pray the Holy Ghost would deal with their heart. I cannot bring anyone to the knowledge of salvation, but Lord, I pray that you'll take your word tonight and may the Holy Spirit pull the scales off some sinner's eyes. May they see themselves in need of a Savior. And Lord, may today be their day of salvation. And Father, for what you do in this service, we'll give you all the glory, all the praise, and the honor that's due to your name. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Notice with me in verse number one where Paul expresses his burden here. As he says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Uh, Paul had a desire uh, that his people would be saved. And I want to say tonight, it is the desire of every true child of God to see other people get born in the family of God. I say that tonight because if you're here and you don't know if you're saved, I want you to know that you're amongst friends tonight. I want you to know tonight that, uh, listen, if you come to this altar and you need to be saved, that no one here is going to make fun of you. No one here is going to point a finger at you. In fact, there'll be a whole lot of people that would be happy if you got saved tonight because they're saved and they want you to be saved. Amen? And you can know tonight as to whether or not you are truly saved. I want to just say on the outset of this sermon uh, what salvation is not tonight. I want to say salvation is not good works. Amen. If you're sitting here tonight and you say, well, uh, you know, I've done this and I've done that and I've been a pretty good person and, and, you know, I've not done this and I've not done that. Every bit of that may be true tonight, but the Bible says, and we have to go with what the Bible says. We can't go with what man says. Isn't that right? I mean, if you go out here and ask people what it means to be saved, you're going to get 10 different ways uh, as what it means to be saved. But it really doesn't matter what I think, uh, 
salvation is or what I say salvation is. The only thing that matters is what the Bible says that salvation is. I'll tell you what salvation is not. It is not good works. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter number two and verse number eight, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, uh, lest any man should boast. So you can't be saved uh, by being a good person. You can't be saved by doing good works. You cannot be saved by joining the church, amen? Some people say, well, I'm a member of such and such Baptist church, and that may be a true. You may be a member of that church, but being a member of church and being a member of the family of God and going to heaven is two different things, amen? I mean, you can die and go to hell on a church pew just like you can a bar stool, amen? Because salvation tonight is not in church membership. It's not in good works. The Bible doesn't say anywhere that if you join the church, you're gonna go to heaven, amen? There's no verse of scripture. You can go home and you can read it from Genesis to Revelation, but you're not gonna find a verse anywhere in the Bible that tells you if you're a good church member, then you can go to heaven. I'm gonna tell you, good church members will go to hell just like good drunkards and good harlots and anybody else, amen? But you cannot go to heaven on your good works. You cannot go to heaven on church membership. I wanna say tonight, you cannot go to heaven by giving money to the church. Somebody say amen. You say, but I'm gonna put some money, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put some money in the offering plate tonight. That's wonderful, but that's not gonna get you to heaven. I don't care if you tithe every paycheck you ever had and every paycheck you'll ever get. You cannot buy your way into the kingdom of God. It is not riches, it is not money. God uses money to, to spread the gospel, but the truth is he doesn't need my money and he doesn't need your money. And we give that money because we love him, but in no way does it merit or earn anything. I've seen people come to church and thought that they could put a little money in offering plate and uh, listen, it would get them in the kingdom of heaven, but that's not going to get you into heaven. Good works, water baptism is not gonna get you to heaven. You may be here and say, Brother Graham, I want you to know I'm going to heaven because I've been baptized. No verse of scripture on that tonight. The Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but look at the next verse. He that believeth not shall be damned. Water baptism will not get a person to heaven. Water baptism is for those who have already been saved and it's a testimony that I've been born again, amen? It's a testimony that I truly am saved, but water baptism won't get you to heaven. Keeping the 10 commandments won't get you to heaven. You know how, you know why? Number one, that's not what the Bible says salvation is. Number two, that's impossible for us to keep the 10 commandments. If you look at it, we won't take the time tonight, but every man has broken those commandments tonight. And if we offend in one, the Bible says we're, we offend in all. We're as guilty as charged tonight. And I want to say tonight, a person does not go to heaven because of anything that they've done or anything that they've accomplished, amen. David said in sin, did my mother conceive me? You see, man has a problem. Every man has this problem. Every 
man was born into this world a sinner. It doesn't matter if he's a good sinner or a bad sinner. He's still a sinner, amen? And sinners have got to be saved. And sin, did my mother conceive me in your veins and my veins tonight, flows sinful blood, amen? We're all a part of Adam's race. And when Adam sinned in the garden, he plunged all of humanity into sin. And so the Bible says in Romans 3 and verse number 23, for all have sinned, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see, if you get saved, you've got to see yourself first as a wretched sinner in need of a savior. You can't see yourself as a good person or you'll go to hell. You can't see yourself as an upstanding person or you'll go to hell. You can't ride mom and dad's coattail. You can't ride a church membership or you'll go to hell. No, listen, you've got to see yourself as a sinner. David of old, in the the Old Testament, the sweet psalmist David, he said, I was born a sinner. I wanna tell you, I was born a sinner. You was born a sinner. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Romans chapter six and verse 23 tells us, for the wages of sin, you know what, the payment, the penalty for sin is uh, the wages of sin it's death Hebrews 9 verse 27 the Bible says uh, for it is appointed a man once to die and after this the judgment every man and every woman and every boy and girl in this room tonight has a death sentence on us death is on our trail the only way we'll escape that'll be through the rapture, amen? If the rapture doesn't take place in our lifetime and I'm looking for Jesus to come and I know that you are, but if it doesn't happen before, listen, it comes my time to die. I'm going to die. You're going to die. Death is on our trail. We must wise death on our trail because we're a sinner, amen? And sin brings death, Romans 5 and verse number 12. Wherefore is by one man sin entered into this world and death by sin, for death was passed upon all men for all have sinned amen all have sinned Romans 3 and verse number 10 said there is none righteous no not one you have to see yourself a sinner tonight then you have to see Christ as the savior you see the only one that can save you out of the shape you're in tonight is Jesus amen amen The Romans 6 and verse 23, I just quoted, for the wages of sin is death. That's only half of the verse. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Where is eternal life? It's not in a plan, it's in a person, amen? It's not in a new leaf, it's in a new life, amen? That new life is in Jesus Christ. Uh, You've got to be saved by by the grace of God. You've got to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, not just with your head, but you've got to trust him with your heart. And we'll see that in verse number nine of our text. Uh, Notice what the Bible says in Romans 10 in verse number nine, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe, notice this, in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For years, three years, I reckon it was, I went to church as a sinner, rode the bus every Sunday. I had a head knowledge. I knew I was a sinner I knew I needed to be saved, but I didn't have the heart knowledge. I never believed with my heart. But on the day that I trusted Christ with my heart, 
when I put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, when I was willing to come to the end of myself and admit to God, I can't save myself, I'm a sinner, I deserve to go to hell, it's then the Lord could save me and that's how God saves every sinner. You've got to do what the first part of that verse says, but if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, I'll tell you if you was to come to the altar tonight and get down here and if I was to come down and say, what did you come for? If you was to say, and God spoke to you and told you you was lost, but you came and when you got down here, you backed up on it uh, and you said, well, I just come to pray for myself. Then you're not gonna get saved, amen? If you come down here and I say, well, what did you come for? And you know that you're lost and you know you need to be saved and you say, well, I just come to pray for so-and-so or such and such, uh, then you're not going to get saved, amen? I'm telling you the only way you get saved uh, is you've got to come clean with God. Uh, you've got to confess uh, and you've got to plead guilty as charged. Uh, you've got to admit to God that you're a sinner and that you need Jesus Christ to be your savior, amen? It's by faith tonight, isn't it? Verse 17 says, so faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. You see, anybody in this building could be saved tonight. You say, how do you know that, preacher? Because you're hearing the word of God. And what you have to do is you have to come to the place where you believe what I'm preaching tonight, not because I'm preaching it, but because the Bible says it. You have to come to the place where you believe this to be true. You have to believe with all your heart, I really am a sinner. And there's nothing I'm gonna ever do to merit favor with God. You have to believe tonight, I really do deserve to go to hell. And if I don't get saved, I'm going to go to hell. You have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and that he's the only way to heaven and that I need to confess that before God. And you need to come to an altar and repent tonight of your sins and say, dear God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And if you'll do that tonight, you can be saved. You say, preacher, what must I do to be saved? Realize you're a sinner. Realize Jesus Christ is the only savior. Realize you cannot save yourself and put your faith in Jesus and repent of your sins and ask him to be your Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Hey, what's new about you since you got saved? When you get saved, you're a brand new creature. You know what happens when you get saved? There's a change on the inside that produces a change on the outside. When you get saved, you know what happens? You love the word of God. And not just with your lips, but with your life. Uh, you want to read the word of God. You want to hear the preaching of the word of God. You love the brethren, amen? That condemnation of going to hell is rolled away. Romans 8 and verse number one. There is now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit, amen? I'm gonna tell you when you get saved, condemnation rolls out, justification rolls in. And my friend, therefore being justified, Romans 5 and verse number one, therefore being 
being justified by faith. You say, how do you know if you've been justified? Listen to the rest of this verse. We have peace with God, amen? You know how I know I've been justified? Because about 31 years ago, I was under great condemnation. I'm telling you, every time the man of God got up and preached, I knew I was a sinner. I knew I was going to hell. I knew I couldn't save myself. I was doing everything I could to make myself believe I was okay. But something was telling me, that still small voice, it was telling me, you're not okay. You're gonna go to hell if you don't get saved. I'm gonna tell you as a 13-year-old boy, the best way I knew how, I trusted Jesus as my Savior. He came into my heart. Condemnation rolled out. The guilt was gone. And thank God, you know what happened? I didn't know what justified me, but I knew I got justified. You know why? Because I had peace with God. Hallelujah. And for 31 years, have I always done right? Why no? Have I made a lot of mistakes? Of course. But I've been able to pillow my head every night and not worry about eternity. If I didn't wake up in the morning, I'll meet you in the morning. Because that means I'll be in heaven. Peace with God. Do you have peace with God tonight? The Bible said three times in the book of Isaiah, there is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. When I was wicked, I had no peace with God. I want to tell you, all the religion in this world can't bring you peace with God. But I'll tell you, salvation one moment, one second after you get saved, you'll get up and you'll know on the inside, hey, when I got up and got saved, after I got saved, I didn't get no, I didn't feel no chills. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't. And maybe you did. If you did, that's wonderful. Amen. But I didn't feel no chills when I got saved, no goosebumps when I got saved. Uh, hey, listen, if that would have been the case, I'd have thought, Brother George, George, I was going to hell because I didn't feel no goosebumps. Uh, I, listen, they wasn't nothing spectacular happened. Uh, I didn't have no great overwhelming experience, uh, I, but I had a great experience. You know why? Because I came to the realization God pulled the scales off my eyes. Uh, you see, the Bible said the God of this world uh, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. I tell you, my mind was blind, uh, but the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, on that day it shined in my heart. I saw myself filthy. I saw myself dirty. I saw myself deserving of going to hell. God let me see myself for who I really was. And if you ever see yourself for who you really are, you're a good candidate for salvation. And I saw myself a sinner and I said, oh Lord, I've got to have some help. And he pointed me to Calvary and I did the only thing that any sinner could do. I took God at his word and I trusted the Bible as my hope and my God. Hallelujah. I just took God at his word. God, I'm a sinner. I don't want to go to hell. Jesus, would you save me? And when I got up, I had peace. How about it tonight? Do you have peace? The Bible says here, I didn't come with an outline. I just, I sat right there, the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Said, put that sermon up and give them, a, give the congregation a crystal clear message, presentation of salvation. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Yeah. You're gonna have to quit trying and start trusting. Yeah. 
You can't do anything to be saved. It's already been done. What you do have to do, if that makes sense, you have to confess you're a sinner. You have to acknowledge that you're lost. God can't save somebody that's not lost. You gotta get lost before you can get saved. Amen. You gotta feel real bad before you can feel real good. I'm sorry. As long as you're feeling good about yourself, you're gonna die and go to hell in that shape. But I'll tell you, if you ever start thinking, man, I'm a sorry, low-down, rotten sinner, and God ought to put me in hell right now. I deserve to go to hell right now. After all he's done for me and the way I've lived, I mean, I'm just wicked. I'm ungodly. I need to be saved. I'm gonna tell you, if you start thinking like that and start going down that road, I'll tell you where it'll take you to. It'll take you to the foot of an old rugged cross, and you'll see a Savior who loved you enough that he gave his life for you. He knew you was a rotten sinner. He knew I was a dirty, rotten sinner. But he loved us in spite of ourselves and gave us life so that we wouldn't have to go to hell, so that we could go to heaven. And you're not here tonight by chance or circumstance, and neither am I, but we're here by divine appointment. God brought us all here tonight safely, and he let us get under the sound of the gospel so that you could be saved tonight. You know, when I got saved... I thought nobody knew I was lost. Come to find out, everybody knew I was lost. Amen. I was the only one that didn't know I was lost. I went past my Sunday school teacher and I said, I need to talk to you. And I kept on walking to the back and I could see him out of the corner of my eye. He reached down and picked his Bible up. I didn't tell him anything about, I wanted to hear anything out of the Bible, but he knew what I needed. I want to tell you tonight, sinner, you're not fooling nobody but yourself. If you're lost tonight, tonight would be a great night to be saved. You must be born again. You got to have a second birth, a spiritual birth. And that can only come through the Holy Spirit. When he convicts you and tells you you're lost, what you need to do is agree with him tonight. Come to this altar. Get on your knees. And come clean. I've watched more people come to the altar and go to hell in the last 10 years than I probably ever have in my whole ministry. You say, what do you mean come to the altar and go to hell? Because they've come down here and they, there's just something about that flesh that doesn't want to admit, I need God. Yes. And when they get down here sometimes, I'll, I'll say, why did you? I won't, I'm not going to talk them into being saved. Not going to talk them out of it, but I'm not going to talk them in it. If the Holy Ghost dealt with them, they'll know. And I'll say, Why did you come? And if they ever say, Oh, I'm lost, I need to be saved, well, they're, they're headed down the right path. But if they hesitate, sometimes I've, and my wife will tell you this, we've been on an altar with people, and, and we'll ask them four or five times, Why'd you come? Why'd, and they won't say nothing, they'll just sit there. Why did you come? You know why they're not answering? They're at a crossroads. The Holy Ghost has dealt with them. They're under conviction, but I'll tell you what they're doing. They're they're holding back. That's the crossroads of life, friend. You can't get saved like that. I'll tell you, if you come down this altar or come down this aisle, you, you you just come down the aisle like this in your heart, you're just waving this old white flag of surrender. Oh, dear God, that's me he's preaching to tonight. 
Lord, he, he came with one sermon, but you gave him another because I know that's me. There ain't no ands, ifs, or buts about it. I know I'm lost and I know I'm going to hell. And if I don't get saved in this service tonight, I'm probably going to go tonight. If you got that kind of attitude and you'll just come and just fall in this altar, hey, you don't even got to wait for me to get down there. All you got to do is get on your knees, start crying out to God, dear Jesus, save me tonight. I promise you, for I get before I can get to the bottom step, I tell you what will happen. Peace will roll in your soul, amen, because it's not what man can do for you. It's what God can do for you. I was at a church, it's probably been several months ago, and a new convert, he came up, and I understand what he meant. I was preaching a year ago from that time, whenever that was, and he was in the service, and he got saved. I didn't remember him getting saved, but he came up to me, Brother George, and he said, do you remember me? And I said, no, sir, I don't. He said, you saved me. I said, now that I would remember. <laughs> I said, I didn't save you. He said, oh, yeah, you was pre-. I said, hold on. I said, hold on. I said, who saved you? He said, well, Jesus saved me. I said, that's right. I said, I was just preaching when you got saved. I said, I can't even save myself. And I said it for this reason. I wasn't trying to correct him, and I did it. And, you know, he laughed, and I laughed. I did it like hardly, but I did that on purpose because I wanted him to know that there's only one person that can save you. The preacher cannot save you tonight. The preacher needs saving, amen? And the only one can save you tonight in the shape you're in right now is the Lord. It's Jesus, amen? He died for you because he loves you. Oh, what a tragedy to die and to go to hell when you've had a savior, you've had a sacrifice. God loves you so much. You said, but preacher, I've lived out in sin so long. Do you think God would forgive me for all the wicked things I've done? I know he will. He forgave the apostle Paul, and Paul said, I'm chief among sinners, and if God will save the chief, he'll save everyone else, amen? He'll save all the Indians, friend, if he'll save the chief. All you gotta do is come. He said, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. He said, come. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let he that is a thirst come. I'm telling you, if you want to be saved tonight, tonight the door's open. God has made the way and you can get in tonight. Amen. That's right. Now tonight, listen to me. If you spurn this invitation and you walk out them doors and you say no to God tonight, God's not obligated to ever speak to you again. I'm not telling you that he won't. But I'm telling you, listen, if God visits the door of your heart and knocks on it and pleads with you like tonight and says, won't you come be saved? And you say, Lord, not tonight. And you walk away. He may never visit you again. Amen? Oh, I believe in a whosoever will gospel. But I don't believe in a whensoever will. You get saved when you get under conviction. That's right. And every time you tell the Lord no, it gets a little bit easier to say no and a little harder to say yes. That's right. I'll tell you what he'll do for you. I'm going to give an invitation here in just a minute as Miss Kim comes. I'll tell you what the Lord will do for you tonight. When I start to give this invitation, if you'll step out, if you'll just immediately step out and take that first step, the Holy Spirit will help you take the rest. He will. You won't have to come along. See, God wants you to be saved. It's not hard to be saved. He wants you to be saved. God's not sitting in heaven tonight pushing you away. No, no, I don't believe that for one minute. 
I'm telling you, he gave his son. He gave the only son he had. If I gave the only son I had, I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd do everything I could to get everybody I could in to accept what my son did for them. God loves you that much tonight. And he'll save you if you'll let him. But you've got, you can't come for me. You can't come for circumstances in life. You can't come, you can't come for somebody. You've got to come for yourself tonight. It's an individual. Is that right? I'm telling you tonight, you can't come for your parents. You can't come for your spouse. You can't come for your children tonight. That's not, if you come for any other reason other than the fact you know you're lost and you need to be saved, then you've come for the wrong reason and you can't be saved tonight.